Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. A blessed Resurrection Sunday to all of you. I'm so happy to be with all of you, my UECP family, in this day of days. I'm so privileged to declare to you that on this day, 2,000 years ago, victory has been won by our King Jesus. And that is the truth we must declare to ourselves and to others every single day of our lives. One of my favorite things to do is watching a movie with my wife, whether at home or in the movie theater. But I do have one complaint every time we watch a movie together. And that is, she always asks me what will happen in the end. She always does, whether we watched that movie before or we're watching a new movie. She always asks me during the show, what will happen next or what will happen in the end? And my answer will always be, stop asking, just watch. But I can't, I can't blame her. Some people just can't go through a story without knowing what the end or the outcome will be. Even when they're reading a book, they just can't help reading the final chapter first before they can move on. Some people just cannot stand the tension and the suspense of a story. Even though they know that they're going to spoil the whole experience, they don't mind. They just need to know the end so that they can ready their hearts to whatever will happen. And the same is also true when people read the Bible. In, imagine starting from the book of Genesis, then ending 60, 66 books later. Or 1,189 chapters later. Or 31,103 verses later. That's simply too long for most people. And that's why many jump to the book of Revelations. Especially during this pandemic. They feel that the end is near, and so they want to ready themselves to what the end will be. In the stories of our own lives, we all want to know the same thing. Is 
Don't we always know what will happen to us in the end? Don't we always know what will happen to our children and grandchildren? Don't we always know whether that business venture that we entered into will succeed or not? Or whether we will be successful in our chosen career or not? Or the relationship that we just entered into will last forever or not. We all wish to know what the future will be, what tomorrow will bring, what will happen in the end. Why? Because knowing what the end will be can help us make the right decisions today. It brings comfort and assurance to the decision that we make now. And that is why many of us don't mind knowing the ending. Because somehow it helps us ready ourselves to face the challenges ahead. So with all of these, let me tell you something about the end. To ease your anxieties and to ease our worries. In the story of the Bible, the story of our lives, you don't need to jump to the end, to the book of, Rela- to the book of Revelations, to know the outcome of the story. Because the end is actually written there in the very beginning. In the third chapter of the very first book. In Genesis 3, verse 15, God has already revealed what the ending will be. And spoiler alert, we win. Open your Bibles with me and read it. Uh, read Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Some of you might be wondering, how does this short verse point us to the end? So let me explain. Genesis 3 is probably the saddest part in the story of the Bible. It is here that the tension or the dilemma of the Bible starts and is carried on towards the end. It introduces us to a beast 
so crafty that any beast in the garden, which is the serpent. But immediately it hints to us that this was no ordinary serpent. Because this peculiar serpent speaks. This serpent was actually the enemy disguised as the beast, a beast. This serpent is the main antagonist in God's story. And it quickly turned God's good and perfect creation upside down. By twisting God's word and deceiving God's royal caretakers and representatives, which are Adam and Eve. And through this, sin entered our world. Followed by shame, chaos, hatred, and destruction. The enemy has taken the first strike against God through his creation. But it was supposedly a fatal blow. But for the Almighty God, it was not. He then cursed the enemy, the serpent. And told it that the fatal blow will be delivered by the seed of the woman. He says that there will be a constant hostility between the enemy and mankind, a constant struggle. The enemy will strike the man's heel, causing him to go down. But the finishing blow will come from the man by crushing the serpent's head. The fatal blow that will end the struggle, making humanity victorious in the end. God is promising the enemy that its defeat is imminent and its destruction is certain. And letting us all know, uh, letting all of us know that his victory is assured. In the end of this story, God wins. Now, how do we know this to be true? How do we know that all this will come to pass? Who is the seed of the woman? How will the enemy bruise his heel? And how will he crush the serpent's head? 
Now, the first part of the story of the Bible, the Old Testament, gives us clues to this. Like in Genesis chapter 12, God promised a man named Abraham. In Genesis 12, verse 2 to 3, it says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will make, you, uh, make your name great so that you will be a blessing. What I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mankind was supposed to be cursed. But then God promises to bless all the families of the earth through Abraham. How will this be? Then in 2 Samuel chapter 7, God again made a promise to another man, David. He promised David that the throne of one of his descendants will be established forever. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 to 13. It says, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Man was supposed to be banished, stripped of their royal title. But then here we see that God promises that a seed from David will rule God's kingdom forever. And that is not all. The prophet Isaiah gave us a clue on how the enemy might bruise the man's heel. He prophesied about a virgin son who is to be called Emmanuel, who is destined to suffer. In Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Because of the sin that the enemy cursed all mankind with, the seed will suffer, be wounded, and be crushed. Actually, there are many more clues from the Old Testament about this seed of the woman who will crush the enemy's head. 
，其实古约有讲到真侪关于这个女人的后事，说讲底下要上这个啊敌人的头。But the fulfillment of Genesis chapter three verse fifteen comes in the second part of the scripture, the New Testament. 但是创世纪第三章十五节是伫咱的几本圣经的的第第二第二段，就是咱的新约底下来发生出来。And in the very first verse of the New Testament, immediately points us back to the clues. At the sin yoke, the first one, the first one, just swiftly, so that we know what he is talking about. In Matthew chapter one, verse one, it says, "The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham." Matthew chapter one, verse one, it says, "The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David." It points us back to the promises God made. And immediately makes us think, wait, is this it? Is this the seed of the woman that will destroy the enemy? So immediately 21 verses later, it tells us in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Dibe, dibe, ah, dit tebe sin chige kia dibe kai kimiang kyo ya so inu ibe chong kaki pe sin tui zui ok chong kiu chu lai. 这一切的事成就，是要应验主家先知所讲的话。的确有童女怀怀怀了孕生囝，人要称伊名叫伊玛瑞伊。It makes us think, hey, is this the seed of the woman promised in Genesis 3 verse 15? 这就和咱思想说，是毋是这个就是一个创世纪三章十五节所应允的呢？ And these were the words of the prophet Isaiah, who foretold the suffering of a virgin son, who is to be called Emmanuel. So it is Isaiah, as in the so called Ugen, it is Ugen saying, "Ah, this Tongdu is going to be suffering. It is being called Emmanuel." And then three chapters later, we see the seed of a woman now has grown to become a man. Then after three chapters, we see the seed of a woman now has grown to become a man. And he is alone, fasting in the wilderness. He was hungry and vulnerable. And the enemy once again appeared, just as it appeared in the garden or in Genesis chapter three. And then we think, oh no. Will this be a repeat of what happened in the past? Will the enemy once again land a fatal blow on humanity? Will the seed of the woman also fall to the trap of the enemy? Then the enemy tempted him once. And he was denied. Then a second time. Then denied once again. 
then he was resilient. He did it a third time. But he was denied again by the seed of the woman. And here we see that the serpent was defeated in his own game. Not once, but three times. But you know, the enemy wasn't finished yet. He has yet to strike his heel. He then steered the seed's own people against him to kill him. Then 23 chapters later, we see that the enemy seemed to be have uh, to seem to have succeeded. He managed to hang his enemy on a tree with a bruised heel. Nailed on the cross, dead. The fatal blow. But so it seems. For in the next chapter, three days later, the tomb where the seed of the woman lied dead was empty. He was not there. Instead, one of his angels was there. In Matthew 28, verse 5 to 6, it says, But the angel, angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. So What happened here? Jesus was alive. The seed of the woman has risen. And by resurrecting from the dead, he has disarmed the enemy. The weapons of the enemy were sin and death. And our Lord has overcome both. And so death has lost its sting. The enemy has lost its sword. The enemy has already been disarmed. But yet to be destroyed. But rest assured, his destruction is coming. His head will be crushed soon. Yet the enemy will not go down without a fight. Surely he fights a losing battle. But he plans to bring as many of God's creation with him. Then 
Now the story has caught up to our time. And Genesis 3 verse 15 is about to be completely fulfilled. It is written in the final book of the Bible. In Revelation 20 verse 10 it says, And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. This tells us that the enemy will be destroyed in the lake of fire forever. And so how can we be sure that this all will happen? The assurance is our risen Lord. The seed of the woman who will crush the serpent's head is alive. Surely his heel has been bruised, but he is alive and completely well today. And he promised that he will come back to finish the job. As certain as the enemy has been denied and defeated at his own game, Surely, as the enemy has been disarmed, then definitely this enemy will be destroyed. The head of this serpent will be crushed, and it will be no more. And the proof is that Jesus is alive. The seed of the woman is alive. So as you can see, brothers and sisters in Christ, Genesis 3.15 is fulfilled and is being fulfilled throughout the whole story of, our, of the Bible and in our story today. And the empty tomb is the proof today that our enemy will soon be crushed. He has been defeated, he has been disarmed, and soon he will be completely destroyed. This is the future that we look forward to. This is the knowledge of the end that we so long to hear. This is the future victory that will help us face the many challenges of life. As I've shared with you earlier how I watch movies with my wife. Now I'm going to tell you how I watch movies with my children. 
my wife will constantly ask me what will happen in the end of the movie, but she still watches it with me even if I don't tell her. My kids, on the other hand, are worse. They usually don't want to watch movies with me. They cannot stand the tension and the suspense of watching a movie for a long time. And so usually I have to convince them first before they would watch a movie with me. And so how do I convince them to watch it with me? I tell them before watching the movie that in the end, the hero wins. In the same way, the ending of our story has already been revealed to us by God as early as Genesis 3 verse 15. He tells us that the hero of the story will win in the end. Why? To give us courage to live our lives through the challenges that might come. To give us hope for tomorrow. To help us make wise decisions today. To remind us to trust in the one who is victorious. And so that we will not be fooled by the one who is destined to lose. It is a great and glorious ending that we all need to hear and remember. And the proof that it will all come to pass, the empty tomb are risen Lord. Brothers and sisters, in the end, our Lord wins. Therefore, let us live each day knowing that He wins. Therefore, we win. This is the ending of our story that we all need to know. So that we will learn to put our trust in Jesus. The seed of the woman who is victorious now and is victorious tomorrow. This is how we can wake up each day with hope. As the song goes, and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds tomorrow, and life is worth the living just because 
he lived. Sang biang si poitit ko ko wa lo ki ji si in wi i wa tio. UECP Philippine tiong wa ki to kao hoi. Live each day knowing that he wins and therefore we win. Mui ji dit lan yang kai tio wa tio zaya i keng tiak sieng lo in wi ani lan ya tiak sieng lo. A blessed Sunday to all of you. Tangguan din mui ji wi u ji bong hok e zu dit.